0: Yo, welcome back, or welcome to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one half of the Educated Fools. This is Dr. J. And
1: I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another crash episode, everyone. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, you're not hearing this on a Monday, or it's not releasing on a Monday, at no. least. Um, first, like, follow, share, subscribe, all, of, all those good things. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's Friday, 8 a.m. on the West Coast, 11. 11.05 in
1: the here.
0: East. <laughs> um, I pull up to work at 7.30. Um, look at my phone, and all hell in broke loose. Um, yeah. So, yeah. this is what you're getting from us right now, a, a raw um, reaction to... Mm. The reversal of Roe v. Wade. Um, yeah. I mean, let's yeah. just let's just hop into it, man. Um, initial thoughts, initial feelings.
1: Yeah. Well, my um, my thoughts on America have not changed since I was in high school, and I had this dope political science professor who was our civics teacher as well, and. Our motto in the class was, and it was just all black folks, our teacher was black, and we went from the motto of, from shit you came, from shit you will remain. Um, That's it. That is the story of America. And right now, America is showing its ass in some very profound ways, and religious fanaticism has won the day. And unfortunately, Democrats are too weak to, to overcome it. In any kind of
0: meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And now we're here. And now we're here. I mean, for me, it all goes back to
1: 2016. It does. It does. And what's funny is it was what's funny no it's not funny. It is not funny at all. What is very hypocritical, especially of the white moderate, as King said, You all did this you all got this, you all got us to where we are by your indifference. You all could have influenced some of your fanatical family members, some of your folks who were leaning more towards Trump. You all could have had some serious conversations like the African-American community. We rallied around each other. We supported, we supported a candidate that many of us didn't like and still said, you know what? If it's going to be anyone, let's just go with Hillary. Let's hear her politic. Let's try her out. Let's make it work, right? Even if she doesn't represent all of our issues, we're still going to jump on the Hillary train because I was Elizabeth Warren. I'm I'm always with Elizabeth Warren, to be mm-hmm. honest, because she represents all of my interests. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know what happened. It-
0: It's it's heartbreaking because like yeah. this shit is a, it was avoidable, right? And it was. It's I know far too many people who literally withheld their vote, right? Yeah. Or or wrote in somebody else or which just like fucking Kanye West or got thousands of votes or like voted for the Green Party, like all because. Y'all don't like a woman who wear who wear suits. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. And it's like, oh, or I'm picking the lesser of two evils, which I don't really think you understood who was yeah. the evil. Yeah,
1: Hillary was not the lesser of two evils. If, if anything, she was the most qualified candidate no. to ever she run for president. She was most thing, qualified. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My thing was... I felt like Elizabeth Warren represented more of my mm-hmm. interests, but when Elizabeth Warren did not win the nomination, I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll go with Hillary. Let's go. I, I, I was well, on the same boat. Let's ride. I was on the
0: same boat. The last two, last two presidential runs, mm-hmm. I won Elizabeth Warren in 2016. I won her in 2020. But guess what? Yep, that's not what happened. So therefore, it didn't happen. It wasn't even voting along party lines. <laughs> um, it was voting for at least a president who at least acts like they care about our humanity. Absolutely. Right? Now, Absolutely. we even the episode that will drop on Monday, Like we, we joke about Biden and how he hasn't really lived up to his promises and he's dangling his carrot in front of us. But one thing that he right. n- hasn't done and won't do is strip us of our humanity. Not at all. Right? And that's what Trump has fostered and everyone who's been in power in the Republican Party ever since is continuing his yeah. racist ideology. It's not even rhetoric. It's ideology. Like at least it was rhetoric and y'all were just talking this, okay, but no, y'all are they are actively stripping people of their rights. Absolutely. And for those who threw away their vote in 2016, I don't think y'all realize y'all are the result of today. Y'all mm-hmm. gave Trump three, three Supreme Court justices. The vote today was yeah. six to three. Those three that y'all gave Donald Trump put this in play, made this happen. Absolutely like that's all i could think about it's mm-hmm. and it's crazy cuz i remember i remember that night so vividly in 2016 it was before they even called it for for trump but i saw the way it was going and mm-hmm. like we had friends over and i was like y'all just got to go i got to i got to turn in like i was yeah. hurt i was legit hurt um, because you know you know white people don't really rock with you, right? <laughs> um, in this mm-hmm. nation, like, you know that. Like, you know there's parts of this world and, and white people in this world who just don't rock with black people. Um, yeah. But it was their votes for Trump that really solidified it, like made it loud and clear, right? Oh, and yeah. and that's, that it, was something I had to reckon with.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember very vividly the day after the election, we had an emergency dean of students meeting. This was when I was working in North Carolina. And I worked in the dean of students office and we had a dean's meeting and our dean pulled us all up and was like, hey, we need all hands on deck today from every dean of students staff member because there are going to be some hurt and challenged students. And there are also going to be excited students on campus who are proud of this Mm -hmm. vote, who we can't marginalize either. And she was like, and and, and I love this particular person as, you know, not, not just my dean, but as a person. And she was like, I know my team, and I know that this is not something that you all want or something that you all wanted. However, what we can't do is be impartial to um, or be partial uh, when it comes down to our students, because we'll have students coming in that are excited, and we're going to have students who are just miserable and upset, and we need to be there for both. And I was like, "These, this is one of those times in, in my higher ed journey that I was really challenged because I was like, freak! And we did all day. We had students coming up like Trump da, 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 in North Carolina, mm-hmm. of course. And then we had students who were outright crying. I had a student cry in my office for two and a half hours mm-hmm. because of this Trump win. And she was like, what they're going to do is, and, and, and she was absolutely right. She was like, they're going to steal a Supreme Court justice as we we knew was going to be the case. Right. And they're also going to start stripping immigrants or people who have migrated to this country of their basic needs and their basic like rights. And they're going to take away, you know, the the dream act that was enacted by Obama and they damn sure tried throughout the Trump administration. And she was, she was very correct. And she just broke down Mm -hmm. crying for two hours in my office. And all I could do was hold that child who was not my child, Uh but she was scared for her family. Uh And this is what happened. And then these are the long term results, uh-huh. right? You have Supreme Court justices who are picked. You have the most unqualified Supreme Court justice currently sitting on the bench, selected by the most unqualified president in history, uh-huh. making a decision about women's rights.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Because when it all comes down to it, fuck everybody else. This is women's uh-huh. rights. This is women's bodies. This is women's access to health care. Uh-huh. This is or or women and birth-given people, right? Because we do have birth-given people as well. And so, you know, taking men and non-given non-birth-given people out of the equation, it is, it is an issue that is solely about their reproductive health. But it also affects us. Because you gotta think about the abortion industry, it's a huge, it's a whole industry that people base their livelihoods off of. That people, you know. Need access to abortions to save their wives' lives or their partners' lives and their family members and things of that nature. They do family planning and all that other kind of stuff like that. Like this is a this is a this is a travesty, man. I don't know. I can go on for days, but this is a travesty.
0: And I'll admit, I was hella naive about the power mm-hmm. that the president actually yields. Because I was like, your yeah. presidents—they really are just like. The figurehead, right? Like, it's really mm-hmm. the House, it's the Senate, right? It's Congress that really moves things forward, right? So I was, I was, I was really, really naive because mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, yeah. you know what? Trump won, but when is the last time there was a president who actually did something that can that has directly impacted me or the people? Like, when's the last time a president has actually done something, right? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, in twenty twenty two, I'm like, yo. He has burnt this nation to the ground. To the ground. Right? And it, we were already like kindling fire. Right? We were already like kindling fire. And he just stoked it. And now it's Yeah. It's it's mind-blowing. Um, yeah. For all the reasons you stated, right? Like Yeah. It's not about... And for the Republicans, y'all don't even care about these children. That's the... That's the... the, Especially coming off of Uvalde, right? Where um, all these young... All these young children were gunned down and y'all still are on your soapboxes fighting against any type of gun control. Right? Like, y'all have made these kids dispensable and yet you are refusing the basic rights of a woman to decide whether or not she wants a child or make a decision for her body like, yo, if I have this child I can die. Like I don't think people really under- yeah. like Y'all do understand that is a thing and that is the majority of yeah. abortions. Abortions aren't from people who mm-hmm. just got drunk on a Friday night, got pregnant, now I don't want the baby. That's what plan B is for. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah,
1: And then even, and and then let's, let's couch it right there real quick. Even if that is the case, that's your business and that's your, Mm -hmm. yes, that's your business. Accidents happen. And is, I'm not going to say that the creation of life is an accident at any, by any Mm -hmm. means, but what I will say is it can be unplanned and it could harm you in the long run, economically, physically, mentally, all that stuff. And so, yes, and access to, an abort- access to an abortion is okay. Yeah, right. And, and people are like, oh, well, what if your mom would have aborted you? That was very almost real for me. My mom had to make a
0: decision. Mm-hmm. She had an abortion before me and after me. My, my wife's mom, for my wife, yeah. had to make that decision. And she almost died giving birth to my wife. So, like, their relationship... Mm-hmm. It's completely different from everybody else's relationship that her mom and her have, yep. And I understand that because her mom damn mm-hmm. died to give birth to her. Right? Yeah. Like it was literally the doctors were like, we're going to either have the baby or save your mom. And they they rolled the dice and it worked out for both of them. Right? And for these, the contraceptive critics, like, oh, just use contraceptives. You know how many times a condom has broke on me? <laughs> Right. Like, yo, those things aren't 100 (coughs) percent. Birth control is not 100 percent. It's not right there. There are miracle births or breakthrough births that happen even when someone's Mm -hmm. on birth control. Right. Exactly. I always felt like and once again, it doesn't even matter what I feel or what I think but if a woman decides or a family decides to have an abortion because they are not in a place to bring a baby into this world that is the best decision that they mm-hmm. can make for that baby we Absolutely. already have millions of children who can't get adopted stuck in this terrible foster care system being abused daily yeah and they are forcing parents or adults to put children back into that system that cares nothing about them like, this is. That is awful. And this fight, it's literally a, like, a ceremonial type victory. It, they don't really care. Like, abortions are the lowest it's been in our history. Like, if you look at the statistics, abortions are the lowest they've been in our history. There's less than a, What? There's not even... It used to like 10 or 15, 20 years ago it was a million abortions a year. Right now it's not. Right now it's not. Not even a million abortions a year. Like It's decreasing significantly. Yet yeah. we want to label this as a huge human rights issue when it's not. It's not impacting even not. a quarter of our population. Like There's more people that live in L.A than get abortions. Like, just think about it. Like, there's more people that live in L.A. that get abortions than the, in the U.S. Yeah.
1: It is religious fanaticism. It is also a lack of care of people. It is also a means by which we can also cr- keep an underclass and maintain an mm-hmm. underclass. Because let's be very clear that there will be no services provided for these children beyond what we have now, which is very shoddy at best if we are to experience this population uh, balloon, which, I mean, it's not gonna be a balloon, right? Cause our abortions are pretty low, but there's gonna be an increase in folks having children for sure if they don't have access to reproductive care. And there's gonna be no means by which we can take care of these children outside of the, 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 the social services system, which is very flawed. Their their formulate method for even disseminating services to women is very flawed.
0: What are we doing? And and, it's just the first pendulum to drop. Like it's just the first, right? Uh, Oh, self hating black man. Clarence Thomas, Herschel Walker. Uh, oh, Cla- oh, oh, that m- yeah. oh. Herschel Walker as well. So stuff. but we're, we're talking about justice this well, year. Who was a disgrace, yeah. Thurgood Marshall, an absolute disgrace. But Clarence yeah. Thomas. And notice how notice how
1: a Republican president, uh, a, a, the Republican presidents have always gone against the grain with those historic nominations. Mm-hmm and put someone in play who is totally, totally opposite of them, them, right? Like, Thurgood Marshall's seat was taken by Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas. RBG seat was taken by the most unqualified justice of all time, Amy Connie Barrett. And I would defend that to my grave, that she doesn't know Cheery and oh, O. No. Mm-hmm. no. No.
0: Wow. Yeah. What a mess. Um, but in his whatever they call it, I'm blanking on it, but his little write-up, I would call it. Um, He's coming for same-sex marriages. Yeah. Right? Sure is. That's that's next. Like That's what they're coming for. They're Mm -hmm. coming for rights that everyone is afforded. Right? I saw something last night on Twitter while I was uh, scrolling because of Versus. (laughs) Um... Mm-hmm. But it was something Trevor Noah said, and he was like, He's what he learned since he's been here Americans mm-hmm. will fight harder to uphold the actual Constitution, how it was written, instead of actually upholding mm-hmm. the constitutional rights. Yep, right, absolutely, and that's exactly what today is like, you're gonna have people fighting to uphold the Constitution while at the same time denying those constitutional rights that's in the Constitution. And like I mentioned yesterday when we recorded for the episode that dropped on Monday, 1619, right? These things were only written for white men. They didn't account for women, including white women, definitely anybody of color. So black people, Asians, or Hispanics, I don't want to call everybody Mexican, Hispanics,
1: Right,
0: yeah. or Latinos, mm-hmm. or Latinx. Yeah. Um, these things we weren't written into that Constitution. We weren't thought of. It was literally white men, right? Yeah. So all of the women who are championing this today, they come like mm-hmm. they've already shown they're coming for you. One by taking away your abortion rights. Yeah. What? What's next? Yeah. What next? Are they going to strip you, as they continue to try to reclaim? whatever white supremacist power that they feel they are losing. Because that's all... It's gay marriage. And it's gay marriage. Gay marriage is next. Gay nice. marriage is next. Nice. Gay marriage is on the docket. And docket. Clarence Thomas, once again, conveniently left out in a marriage. And why? I wonder why. I wonder why. Because he's... Mm, look up Look up Clarence Thomas's wife. If
1: you don't know who Clarence Thomas's wife is... She's an insurrectionist. That's what, she,
0: that's what she is.
1: She actually is an insurrectionist. She sure the fuck did. And how... And Clarence Thomas
0: should be de-benched for that because he knew about it, right? Yep, Which, sure did. Yo. Mm. what? We're, we're a third world country, man. What'd you say? With a designer Gucci bag? With a Gucci belt. <laughs> with a Gucci belt. Yeah. Like, oh, it is. Mm, mm, mm.
1: This is sad. And I hate that we have to do this episode because of the topic at hand. And for those of you all who are really struggling with this, I hope that you find some solace somewhere. I, I, don't, I don't know where you can. But for those of you all who listen to us and you don't really understand the importance of Roe for women, I challenge you to talk to some women and or, or birth-giving people, right? And hear their side of the story. Hear, hear what they're saying about this. Because, one, we should always be moving in the direction of what is best for people's reproductive health. Which this is. This is a reproductive health issue. And so we should only be talking to those people whose reproductive systems can produce actual children, right? Men and I, I'm not exactly sure what we what we call them in the trans community. I got men and those who are not birth givers, right? we need to sit and listen. We need to sit and listen, and we need to hear women and birth-giving people out about what it is that this really is and what it means to them because we need to be very fluent in our understanding of this so that we can do something about it because we sure as hell can do something about it. But here's the reality of the situation, and I was just in one of my groups earlier, and someone called me politically um, illiterate, not going to say who that is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, and I really don't give a shit. But what I will say is you have to think about it. I believe that this just happened, and Democrats are powerless to do anything about it. They can't do shit because they've been playing checkers while Republicans have been been playing chess for the last 40 years, right? Stacking their numbers, stacking their people, stacking their power. You know, in the Senate, yeah, we're fifty-fifty, but Kamala ain't the tiebreaker. We need sixty votes because the Republicans decided that they wanted to up the ante, and when they were in power, they created uh, a a rule where as though you need sixty to pass or something like that, or or. or I don't know the, the the ins and outs of that, so I'll look that up. I'm not even going to talk about it, like I actually know it in in depth as to what that is. But you do need a considerably more amount of people to uh, to to w- win a vote now in the Senate. And so, yes, we have a bicameral system where the legislator or, or whether where Congress is controlled by the Democrats in the House, right? Republicans still hold power in the Senate, massive amounts of power, and they hold the bench, they hold the judiciary, because while you're not supposed to be partisan on the judiciary, let's be real, that ain't happening, you got six Republicans, three Dems, (laughs) and you see it play out in their votes. Sometimes, not all the time, but so, but most of the
0: time. and I'm 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 looking at they've been stacking. You know, I have the I have CNN open right, and they just haven't like running updates as you know states and um mm-hmm. attorney generals and all these people are you know reacting and responding and already Louisiana, Texas as of today, mm-hmm. as of today, not even. Giving those who may even have an abortion on book next week the opportunity to fulfill that. Right? Mm -hmm. Immediately are restricting women Mm -hmm. from life-saving. I guarantee there are life-saving abortions Mm -hmm. that are on the books. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't care. Like... Literally, the Texas Attorney General declared June twenty fourth a holiday in his office. Like the reversal of Roe v Wade is a holiday for him, the celebration of killing women. Mm hmm. And why? Mm-hmm. Is because oh, my vote doesn't matter. Uh, hold your vote until they do something for Black people. Like all of these. Wildly dangerous rhetoric that comes from not only our community, particularly celebrities. Who? Why do we listen? Mm -hmm. And it's like it's I don't know, man. I don't don't have nothing else. I I'm I'm stunned. Mm. Like I'm stunned.
1: I'm stuck too. I'm stuck too. I don't know where we go from here, but what I do know is that we are headed on a very dangerous course as a country. We are literally turning into this dystopian society that we never imagined we'd become, but we've always worked toward. Mm -hmm. It's literally an Orwellian nightmare right now. We are turning into 1984. And if you haven't read that book, read that book. Animal Farm by Orwell if you haven't read that book (laughs) read that book (laughs) because the pig got into the house Uh he sure did Uh and we barely kicked him out and
0: he will be back there's no sign indicating that Democrats are going to stop it. Republicans are going to stop it. And if it's not him, it's going to be someone in the mask. Man. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, once again. Like another one that I just saw, mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention, along with same marriage is like he. Uh, Clarence Thomas talked about contraceptions. Like now they're even thinking of taking that. Right. Which contraceptives aren't just there to protect from having kids?
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm honestly shocked, right, at all this because the insurance lobby is huge. Mm -hmm. They get paid Mm -hmm. off of abortion and access to it. They get paid off of access to contraceptives and things of that nature. Where's the insurance lobby?
0: They're huge. (laughs) My only thought or answer, I guess, to that will be you remove contraceptives, the risk of STDs and STIs go up. Now you need to continue medication to keep those things at bay. Mm -hmm. So that's where you get your money on the back end, right? It's now you're living with this incurable disease and you have to continuously come in and see us. So we continuously get your money versus the abortion is a one-off. That's my only explanation to how they're able to push these things forward. But... um. I I I I'm I'm done, um, and I gotta go. I got a whole day of work ahead of me. Um, yeah. but um, that's it for us on this emergency episode of the Educated Food Podcast. Yeah, I'm Doctor J. Sorry, y'all,
1: and I'm I'm Jerelle. Sorry, y'all. And I don't know. We out. Peace.